Hi, welcome to another inspirational message recorded live at Oceans Unite Christian Center. Well, good morning, Oceans Unite Christian Center. How is everybody this beautiful Sunday morning? Um, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun this morning. You're stuck with the youth pastor. Praise the Lord. <laughs> pastor, if you're watching, um, they asked me to take the service this morning, so I just want to extend my honor and gratitude toward you. I take it as an absolute privilege every single time you ask me to grace the pulpit, so thank you, sir. And uh, I appreciate and love you, and we miss you greatly. And if you guys would just receive me this morning as an extension of his ministry rather than a replacement in his absence, I would be greatly appreciative toward each and every one of you. Amen and amen. So before I actually get started into the word this morning, um, I do have one quick announcement. Um, Pastor William is going to be heading up a... a Something next week, um, we had a dear member in the church donate. Um, they're closing down a storefront, I believe, and, and they have donated a whole bunch of stuff within that storefront to the church. Um, and Pastor William's going to be heading up a, a group that's going to go out and collect that. Um, so if you are willing and would like to serve for a couple of hours next week, please get with Pastor William at the end of the service. I don't know where he's at, but did, did you get enough volunteers from first service by any chance? Two. You had two. How many more do you need? Two. He needs two more. So if you guys could just get with him at the end of the service, um, and he will be more than happy to give you all the details concerning that. Amen? Amen. All right. Now into the word this morning. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I had a great Christmas. It was awesome. We had lots of good food, really good food. Mama Shannon, she kills it every year. She did great. And my beautiful wife, you cooked as well. It was awesome. Uh, we had great conversation, lots of laughter and fun. But there's one thing that I have begin to learn as I get a little bit older. I'm not a dad yet, um, but I am very handy with a screwdriver. And I've learned that during the Christmas season, men, and I'm sure there's some women out there as well, you'll, you'll understand that during the Christmas season, it, you, like some assembly required gets a real, real meaning this season. Right? You're putting together bikes, you're putting together play sets, you're putting together whatever. I have put together one heck of a play set. I mean to tell you. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But um, one thing I've learned when it comes to building stuff, and I, and I build a lot of things. I'm, I'm not a master of any trade. I'm a jack of a few. And in the process of doing all of these different projects and building different things, I, I've learned one thing is that the image on the box never adds up to the pieces in it. And so I had a project that we just started here pretty recently, and we got a semi-trailer full of pieces and an instruction packet that had nothing in it but pictures. Come on, guys. That's like a man's instruction manual, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to read nothing. Show me what it looks like. Praise the Lord. I'm going to put this thing together with pictures, baby. It's going to be awesome. But the, the picture on the, the paper, the picture on the box, doesn't add up to the contents within it. And you open up the box, and in this case, it was a semi-trailer, and you're looking at all this material, and you're going, there's a million pieces in there. Hmm. And so oftentimes, I feel like this is how it looks for us as Christians. 
Because we get this powerful word from God. We get this prophetic word from, from, from God. We, we, we have a vision. We have a, a direction. God has placed destiny and purpose and calling within our lives. And you have an image of where you're supposed to go. But the image of where you're supposed to go doesn't add up to the contents that are within the box. And you look at the context and the contents within the box and you're going, there is no way this big pile of mess is going to turn into that big beautiful structure. Am I talking to anybody? And so what happens is, is with any project, we look at the picture and we're like, this is no problem. This can be awesome. It'd be like an hour at best. Right? I can build this with my eyes closed. An hour into it, you haven't even figured out figure A. You're still trying to figure out where that 10 millimeter bolt is that they, they, they tell you in the instructions. It is in that Ikea box. You know it is. And you're tearing it apart and it's taped at the bottom of the lid somewhere. You've spent four and a half hours trying to get past the first set of instructions. Isn't that just like our walk as Christians? It's never as it seems, is it? I think of Moses. Moses, you're going to go and you're going to do these great exploits and you're going to deliver the children of God out of, out of the hands of Pharaoh and it's going to be awesome. By the way, he's going to deny you 10 times. But it's going to be great. And then, and then he's going to let you go. And you're, you're off into the promised land. And just as he, you whisk away the people of God, he's going to change his mind and he's going to come and try to kill you. Just by the way. But don't worry because at the last minute... I'm going to just, you're going to get this uprising of faith and you're going to do exactly as I say and the seas are going to part and whoosh, you're going to whisk the people of God off into the promised land and it's going to be amazing. And just don't forget while you're in that place, there's going to be 40 years of complaining and nagging and people wanting to go back to their Egypt because the comforts of Egypt were better than the promised land that they were promised and it didn't look as well, so much as they promised. Because the picture on the box doesn't always add up to the contents within it. I, I think Joseph... Joseph, it's going to be amazing. Your brothers are going to try to kill you. But don't worry, it's going to be awesome. And they're going to throw you in a pit. And then in the process of you being in the pit, you're going to get sold into slavery. And then in a position of slavery, you're going to get promoted into a position of leadership. And you're going to go into Potiphar's house and it's going to be awesome. And then Potiphar's wife is going to try to pull some slick move on you. And then, but you're going to do the good thing, and you're going to stand with the word of God with integrity and righteousness, and you're going to, you're going to not do the thing that, you, you know, counterculture. Come on, somebody. And then she's going to spread a rumor about you, and then it's, but don't worry, it's going to be all good. Everyone's going to hate you for a little bit, but it's going to be all right. I think of Paul, two-thirds of the New Testament, Paul Damascus Road experience. You're going to go and preach the nation to the nations. You're Everywhere you go, signs and wonders are going to follow. You're going to have such a powerful ministry. Look at this picture. You're going to have such a powerful ministry that as you walk even your shadow, people would raise up and get healed by your shadow. I mean, I'm talking an anointing, a, a nation-shaking, a history-making anointing. It's going to be so awesome, but they're going to kill you. They're going to beat you. They're going to knock you down to the point to where you are unrecognizable. Oh, sorry, I forgot to add that part. It's going to be all right, though. See, see, sometimes the initial picture on the box doesn't add up to the walk. 
and I, I firmly believe this. You know, last, uh, last weekend, Pastor Alex preached a message on Saturday night, and it was so powerful and so, so prophetic in its meaning, but, but being counterculture, and we're coming into 2022, and I, and I really firmly believe there's a shift taking place. There's a shift that is busy happening as we speak right now. We're moving into a season that's going to be wildly powerful for, for those who grab a hold of it. But it, it takes us. It starts with us. We can all sing kumbaya and clap and just pray, you know, let the church have revival. But revival starts here. It starts in the process. And as, and as people, we are so destination-oriented. In other words, I, I'm so desperate to see the picture on the box fulfilled, I forget about the process. And we got to begin to enjoy the process and enjoy the, the going through the process to get to the destination. Because in, in, we can get so caught up in just being destination-minded only, not that I'm against the destination. Hear me on that. But we forget about the process. And it, that's, it's in the processes where we get molded. It's in the process of where we get changed. It's in the process of where we get built up. It's in the process where our character is built, where our integrity is shown. Are you with me? You know, your anointing will get you there, but it's your character that keeps you there. And your character is built in the process when we get built and molded. So I want to give a few uh, steps this morning, if that's okay. And I promised the first service it was going to be a short message. And then I started talking. So we're just going to, we're going to go through this. Is that all right? Second Timothy 4 and 7. It says, for I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I've kept the faith. There's something about a fight and a race, a project, building anything. They all have two things in common. They have a beginning and they have an end. You know, when it comes to the, 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 any boxing match you watch, they got the ding, ding, ding of the bells, right? And then there's all the stuff that happens in between. And then the very last is you got the guy with the, 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 punching bag or what is it the boxing glove there we go thanks rj <laughs> got the boxing glove and you're holding it up in air and, and you got the victor at the end you've got the beginning and you've got the end and, and and when you watch the highlight reels what what is everybody most concerned about who won right who won the fight they, they're not worried about all the stuff in the middle they just want to know who got knocked out and who won right when we watch home home decorating shows hgtv and all this other stuff flip this house Right? And they show you the beginning of this terrible looking thing, this what they would call a house. And then at the end, it's so beautiful. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm one of those type of people. I just fast forward right through all the like middle drama. Show me the before and after pictures and I can go, ooh, ah, that's awesome. And that's all there is. But see, that's how we are as Christians. This is where I was. This is where I want to be. I ain't worried about anything in the middle, God. Just get me to there. I'm not asking you to not have vision. Casting vision for yourself and having a direction of where you need to go is so valuable and it's so important for us to always have vision in front of us. But don't get so caught up on the fact of trying to get to point B that we forget that there is a gap between point A and point B. Because there's things that take place in that process that are so important. So, point number one. Every step that I'm going to take, I'm going to take following the word of God.
1 Corinthians 3, 9 through 13, it says, For we are God's fellow workers, and you are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one of you take heed of how he builds on it. For no other foundation can lay that with which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on a foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear. For the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. Every step that I take when I build has to be on a solid foundation. Every step that I take moving forward has to be on a good foundation. It's got to be on a foundation found within the Word of God. As we're coming into 2022, I believe Pastor spoke about it a little bit last Saturday. There's going to be a, a greater divide between good and evil. There's, it's going to be just as clear as day. There is going to be no in-between anymore. It's either right or wrong. And the only way we're going to truly be able to discern right from wrong is when we get the Word of God within us. We have to have the Word of God in us, deep within us, deep-rooted within us, and it has to be our foundation. In Florida, we have something called Florida sugar sand. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's Florida snow. I have a, a diesel pickup truck. She's 8,600 pounds, loaded dry, locking hubs. It's awesome. Four-wheel drive. She's old, but she works. Doesn't ever get stuck, ever, unless I find Florida sugar sand. And I could just be creeping through it, and she just sinks and spins the tires. It's the softest, most miserable thing to work on, build on, be around. It gets in between your toes. I'm not a fan of Florida sugar sand. It's soft. It's weak. It's a weak foundation. Now, if we're going to build a house on that, and we can lay up the most amazing structure you could ever imagine, fortified with concrete and all these different things, and you build it on Florida sugar sand. I want to let you know that whatever you build on top of that Florida sugar sand is going to start to twist and flex, and when the winds come, it's going to move and shift, and your floors are going to come up and, and move in all different places, and your doors are going to get all out of square, and some doors are just going to open on their own, and other doors are not going to be able to close at all. Are you with me? Do I have anybody that builds in this place this morning? Why? Because the foundation is weak. The foundation can't stand up to whatever you're building it on. You know, there are some buildings and some builders that when they lay a foundation, they go to the extent over and above just using uh, shell rock and, and compactors to compact it and make it very tight and very strong. They go over and above that and they'll even uh, set footers in with concrete and rebar and things with extremely high tensile strength and they'll drop these roots deep into the earth and there's a reason why because what they're about to build on top of that foundation is so great and all the time and all the effort and all the things that they're putting into this, they don't want it to get rocked by situations and circumstances. They don't want a hurricane to come in and bust down the thousands of dollars that they've invested in building this amazing, magnificent thing. I want to tell you, that's what it's like with our Christian walk. I have time invested with my king. I have time invested with my marriage. And I want my marriage to be a success. I want my walk as a Christian to be a success. And I want to make sure that my roots are so deep down within that Florida sugar sand that it doesn't matter what storm comes. It doesn't matter what hurricane blows. I, my house ain't coming down. Is anybody with me? If you're going to build, make sure you have a good foundation. And that foundation has got to be on the Word. 
I said this in first service. I have the, the privilege at the moment. I'm teaching a DTC course called The Character of Jesus. And, and like the first session of The Character of Jesus, I said, you know, when you squeeze an orange, what do you get? Orange juice. When you squeeze an apple, what do you get? Apple juice. When you squeeze an olive, what do you get? Olive juice. When you squeeze a, squeeze a Christian, what should you get? Oh, you should get Jesus. He should just be pouring out of you. He should just be pouring out of you. And here's the deal. You've never in a million years seen an orange tree out in the field screaming to, to bear oranges. They don't have to fight to bear oranges instead of apples. They, they just are. And they produce what they are. I'm a Christian. That means what's inside of me should come out. And see, when you get the word inside of you, when your foundation is on Jesus, when your foundation is on the word, and it lives and it breathes what's inside of you, when those storms come, when those things come that are trying to blow your whole building out of square, what's going to come out of you is the good thing. You don't have to try so hard to do it. You just have to be what you are made to be, which is a follower of the king. Is anybody with me this morning? He should just pour out of you. Our foundation needs to be found on the Word of God, first and foremost. I don't want to build nothing that's going to get blowed over easy. I don't want to build anything that isn't going to fall apart because my foundation is good. You know, when, when I do a lot of project boats at my house, I've been doing it since I was very young, and, and I'll go and I'll buy these boats and thinking it's the next greatest boat for me and my family, and it's, you know, I just really just am addicted to the project, I guess. And... Um, In any event, when I go to look at these boats, I find them on Craigslist or whatever, the first thing I go to look at is, is the foundation of the boat. They're trying to show me all the cool LEDs and the stereo system that I could care nothing about. And I'm like, what, what's the transom look like? You know, the part that the motor hangs on. You know, what, what's the strakes look like? The part that helps steer it when it's underway. What, what do the stringers look like? The part that holds the structural integrity of the boat together. You know, what, what, what is the bones of the boat? What does it look like? Because ultimately, if the bones are bad, if the foundation isn't good, I got to strip it all the way back, take it all the way back to the basics, and I got to get the basics right before I can build anything else on top of it. I may have the greatest vision for this boat. I may have the coolest looking flats boat you have ever seen, and I'm going to repaint it, and I'm going to add a deck, and I'm going to add trolling motors, and I'm going to add all these electronics and all this other stuff, but you can only polish, you can only do so much to something. If the bones are right, are you with me? We got to get our foundation right. And our foundation needs to be on the word. Now, this next one, I'm not going to lie. Point number two, I totally stole from Ocean's Fit. And, and I don't regret it because I think it's good. And if we're going to copy a cat, it's okay, just so long as we copy the right cat. So no, point number two is every step I take is about progression, not perfection. Philippians 3 and 12. It says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which, for which Christ Jesus has laid a hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Every step I take is about progression, not perfection. And as Christians, we have this innate ability to only focus on doing everything perfect and doing everything specific. You see, again, the picture on the box doesn't always add up to the pieces within the box, the contents 
of it. And we're so desperate to try to get the picture of the box to match the contents of the box. But understand, in order for the contents of the box to match the picture on the box, it's progression. So, again, we'll go back to the, I'm jumping around a lot. I hope that's okay. Everybody with me? Story time with Youth Pastor Mike. Building a playground. Now, this playground, again, it was a bunch of pictures. I didn't, there was no, like, step one, step two, step three. It's just a bunch of pictures and a bunch of raw materials. And it has slip fittings that go on pipe. And these slip fittings, the way that they work is once, once they're on, there's no way of, like, taking them out in the middle of the project. Is that okay? So, like, as you're going from step to step to step to step, you have to make sure that the steps are right because otherwise you have to backtrack and disassemble a bunch of stuff to get to a specific piece. Is that okay? I'm trying to explain it as best I can without getting real weird and, you know, technical. But see, in, in that whole process of trying to put that thing together, I was like stressing myself out to the max because I didn't want to have to disassemble a whole section of playground to replace a fitting because I didn't do it perfectly. And ultimately, I didn't do it perfectly, and I had to disassemble a whole pile of stuff as I went along because I missed about nine different fittings throughout the project, and it would just set me back every day. And I remember in the, in the process of it, Nick was there with me for the one day, and like it didn't matter how many times I looked at the picture, how many times he looked at the picture. We could turn it. We could twist it. We could go aerial. We could look underneath the picture. We had CAD drawings. It was awesome. We'd, every angle you could possibly imagine, we'd still mess up a fitting at some point during the project, and we'd get further along, and we'd go, dang guess we're going to disassemble all this and we go back in and tear it all apart to take the one fitting out and redo the whole project. And what would happen was, is I would get so upset and I would get so frustrated because I would focus on the mistake rather than the progression that we made at the end of the day that the project was taking longer than it needed to be rather than keeping the morale high and just looking at the progression that we were making as we were going along. See, when we only focus on being perfect, which by the way, I don't know about you, but I'm not. I make a lot of mistakes. I'm so thankful for grace. Woo! Lord knows I need it. I'm a hot mess, okay? But in the process, we got to keep moving forward. You know, any good contractor will tell you the number one thing to keep, to keep your, your project moving forward is high morale, good morale with the, with the contractors, Keeping, you know, an, an upbeat attitude, you know, even when people make mistakes and evil, even when you do something wrong or there was a delay in a shipment or the, the studs came out in two by six instead of two by four, even though you ordered two by four, you know, it doesn't matter when you keep the morale high, things go better, even when there's mistakes. And this is the point I'm trying to get at whenever we talk about progress, not perfection, because if you focus solely on, on perfection, you're going to get very upset when there isn't perfection, focus on the progress. The word says that they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. In order for there to be a testimony, there has to be progression. It doesn't say they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their perfect Christian life. It's progression. Move forward. You know, King David wrote in Psalm 23, he says, Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That means he kept moving. That means he kept progressing. That means he kept moving forward one step at a time. Notice 
as you move forward, focus on those things and rejoice in them. God, I'm so thankful that I'm not where I used to be. God, I was a mess 10 years ago, five years ago, three days ago, 10 hours ago. I'm so thankful that I'm doing better today than I was yesterday. And it's about progress. And if you focus on those little things, you'll realize that it just, it just, life gets better. And listen, Christians should be happy. Joy is a fruit of the Spirit, not seriousness, not grumpiness, not bad attitudes because you're not as good as you think you should be. Come on, somebody. We should be awesome. We should be the light of the world. We should be joy unspeakable. That's what should be coming out of you. Again, when you get squeezed, what comes out? Grumpy because I made a mistake yesterday. Guess what? So did I. But we got to keep moving forward. And I want to let you know the world is watching. Oh, they're watching. With all of us trying to be so perfect. Point number three. Every step I take may be a small step and may seem insignificant, but ultimately it's a huge leap in the bigger picture. Okay, I'm going to hang out here for just a second. And then we'll, we'll close up. I got one more point after this. Every step I take may be small, but it's, it's, it's a big point in the bigger picture. I used this illustration in first service. And, and again, forgive me. I use a lot of illustrations when I preach. It's just kind of how I do my thing. But if Pastor Alex was to come to me and say, listen, I really want you to build a wall from, from that exit sign to this exit sign over here. And I want you to build it across the sanctuary. In your mind, it's like, that's no big deal. Just copy, paste, wall. Right? Let me give you a small glimpse into what it looks like to building a wall. I've got to go to Home Depot or Lowe's or Sturgis, and I've got to order all my two-by-fours. Now, whether you know this or not, two-by-fours don't come in the perfect lengths that I need to build this wall like they do in the Ikea set where everything just magically folds together in the exact shape that you need. I get it in raw lengths, and then I have to cut it to fit. So I get all my lumber. I go and get the trailer. I get all the lumber. I lay it out. I get all the stuff laid out. Now I begin to measure it. i got to make sure everything's going to fit. So I get all my measurements laid out. I measure it all. I cut it all. Now I have all my pieces cut out, right? Is the wall done? No. Okay. So the next step is, is I got to lay those out. And then once I get them all laid out, I got to make sure that they're square because nobody likes a crooked wall. Come on, somebody. And I got to make sure they're all square. And then I got to get the drill and the screws or the nail gun. And nail guns are amazing, by the way. And if you ever have any stress in your life, go get you a pneumatic a nail gun and just go to town on some plywood. It's great. It's awesome. But then I got I to nail this whole wall together, right? And I got this whole wall. Now the frame of the wall is built. Is the wall done? No. Now I got to get the wall up somehow. So we get the wall stood up into place. And then I got to tap on it to the concrete. I got to attach it to the roof. And guess what? The wall's still not done. Because then I got to go and get sheetrock and put sheetrock on one side and then lay my insulation up on the other side so that it's soundproof. And, you know, you got to have soundproof walls in a church. Come on, somebody. And then you got to put your, your drywall up on the other side. And then you got to put all your screws in. You got to make sure that the screws are the right distance apart because otherwise the inspector's going to tell you to tear it all apart and do it again. Is the wall done? No, because then we got to get somebody to come in and put the primer up, and then we got to put the paint on the walls, and then guess what? The wall's still not done because then we got to put trim on the wall to make it look pretty. And then after all that, the inspector might tell you the wall's okay and you can leave it up. Now, I said all that to make a point. There was a whole bunch of, like, ridiculously drawn-out steps in making that wall, right? I'm really driving this home, and I hope it hits with somebody. A pile of different things went into making that wall. 
But I want to let you know it's the small steps that we skip over that sometimes create the foundation for that wall. Can I prove it? Because if I, if I did every single one of those steps perfect, focusing on my progression, getting through it, but somehow in the process of building this awesome wall, I forgot to put the screws or the nails in it, and I just kind of pieced it together. The wall wouldn't stand. It wouldn't stay together. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't hold up. Because I skipped one step, because I missed one part of the process. You know, pastor, I'm called to preach to the nations. I'm called to be an evangelist of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I don't have time for Bible college. I don't have time to waste on that little step. It's the little things that help keep things together. I said it at the beginning, you know, your anointing will get you there, but your character is what keeps you there. You may be super anointed and God moving through you powerfully, but if your character and your integrity isn't up to par with your anointing, what's going to happen is you're going to go up to that place, your head's going to blow up, you're going to get full of pride, and you're going to allow the enemy to come and smite you. Okay, maybe not smite you, sift you. Better word? Better word. Are you with me? It's the little steps that make for a lasting product. And we're so focused on the destination that we forget about the little things in between. The old Ikea furniture. You break out the instruction manual. It's 1,700 pages and in 19 different languages. And you read it and it's like reading the book of Numbers out of the Bible. And figure A begot figure B. And figure B begot figure C. And figure C begot figure X, Y, and Z. And if you put those three together, it begets another figure. But if you miss one step in the process, it doesn't work the way it's supposed to. Or it falls apart prematurely. Am I, am I talking to anybody this morning? I, I, I want a lasting change. I want, I want lasting growth. I want lasting development. I want my marriage to be the best marriage there has ever been. I want to be the best husband there has ever been. I mean, I want to set the bar so high of what a godly husband looks like, of what a, what a youth pastor looks like. I want to be the best youth pastor that Oceans Unite has ever seen. But I can't skip the steps. I got to enjoy the process. And watch this. It's in the process of building. Things don't always look so good. You get the contractors in there. They leave a mess behind. Sometimes it's messy. Get an electrician in there. They don't pick up after themselves for nothing. But there's seasons and there's times. There's times of growing and there's times of cleaning. We could stay on this all morning. But I want to see, I want to see a lasting people raise up out of this place. Because you know what? It's in, it's in the process where you're getting squeezed. It's in the process of when you're enduring trials and tribulations. It's in the process of growing. It gets painful sometimes, and maybe you get frustrated. But it's worth it at the end. Ultimately, the picture on the box is worth it at the end. And there's a beautiful picture inside of each and every one of you. But what are you going to do? Because it's, it's not like Amazon with us when, when the pieces don't exactly add up to the picture on the box. And we just package it up and ship it back. We got to keep putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Somebody turn to your neighbor and tell them piece it together. Last point, and then we're going to close. Every step that I take, I'm getting closer to God. And as I do that, he's also running to me.
Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. It says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with the endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. we got to run this race. We got to run this race with endurance, but with every race, with every job, with every project, with everything that we build, there's a beginning and there's an end, but we got to endure the process in between and don't give up too easily. Ultimately, as we're doing this, we're getting closer to God, but I want to read this and just for time's sake, I'm not going to read the whole parable, but it's the, the, the parable of the prodigal son. I want to go to Luke 15 and 20 and 21 and then we'll close. It says, and he arose and came to his father and But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him, and he had compassion, and he ran, and he fell on his neck, and he kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. And and, and this is just a, a picture, a piece of that whole story. And ultimately, the prodigal son gets his inheritance. He asks his father for his inheritance early, and he goes out, and he blows it on on prodigal living. And uh, he's he's eating pig feed. And he's like at the lowest of the lows in his life. And he says, you know what? Rather, let me get up and go be a servant in my father's house because the servants are better off than the position that I'm in right now. And he takes off running toward his father completely just covered up in humility. And he goes and as he's running to his father, his dad sees him afar off and runs to him and embraces him, gives him a robe and a ring. And and there's this beautiful illustration in that. But I want to tell you this morning that as we progress further, We're getting closer to him. And he's there with his arms wide open running back to you. And I don't know if I'm sharing that for anybody in specific this morning, but he was there all along. And when the prodigal son decided to go out and do what he did and caused his own affliction, the dad was still there waiting that whole time. And that's just like our father in heaven. He's been waiting that whole time with his arms wide open saying, son or daughter, just run on to me and I will help you. I will carry you. I will give you an inheritance, the likes of which you don't even understand. You are a child of a king. So what are we going to do? Are we going to run to him or are we going to stay frustrated in the process? Set a foundation on the word. Set a foundation on Jesus. And begin to go for God with everything inside of you and stop focusing on your mistakes. But rather let your mistakes be the stepping stair that gets you to your next greatest victory. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching. For more teaching like this and other material, please visit our website at www.oceansunite.com.